Welcome everyone. So live from Harrison, West Virginia, we want to welcome you to the Healthy Harrison podcast. This is a show designed to help you change your state. I'm Amy Haberbosch Wilson, the executive director of the Harrison County Economic Development Corporation and the vice president of Healthy Harrison Board of Directors. Today, my co-host is our very own president of Healthy Harrison and a local healthcare attorney, Brock Malcolm. Brock, welcome. Thanks, Amy. Glad to be here. We're streaming this program live on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as the statewide distribution network of our media partner, WVNews.com. We want to thank our special sponsors today, uh, WVU Medicine, UHC, WVU State Journal, WVUNews.com, and Interaction Media. Every week at this time, we chat with individuals who are focused on the mission of Healthy Harrison, promoting measurable improvement to the health and well-being of the citizens in North Central West Virginia. Today, we'd like to welcome John Cooper. Welcome. Thank you. And John and Julie, did I say it right? Yes. Okay, great. The board president of Parks and Recreation, as well as the superintendent for the city parks of Clarksburg. So I'd like to welcome both of you. And uh, I'm just going to turn it right over to you to introduce yourselves and kind of a little bit about your background and who you are and what roles you play here in Clarksburg. There you go. Sure. Um, well, I. Uh, I've lived in Clarksburg my whole life. Uh, married uh, from a wife, Tonda, three children, two uh, live in Northview and one in Winchester. Uh, retired from Verizon and been involved in recreation since about 1982. Various jobs, I ran uh, Northview Athletic Clubs, uh, President of Liberty Boosters. Uh, I ran the Jerry, Clarksburg Jerry West for 10 years. Also coached a number of uh, sports, uh, football, uh, baseball, basketball, soccer, uh, Boy Scouts. Uh, in 2002, I had a chance to get on the Clarksburg Park Board. And, and so I've been there almost 20 years. I've been president of the Clarksburg Park Board for six plus years. And so really, I've always been involved in uh, helping to provide recreation for uh, children and trying to improve our community, uh, whether it be Northview or Clarksburg as a whole. So that's really about it for me. Hi, I'm John Cooper, superintendent of parks. I uh, started my career with uh, parks in 1981 as a recreation coordinator as well uh, at that time programming was part of my everyday. John, you're cutting out just a little bit. I don't know if it's the. Uh, in, uh, so those duties, and in 1987, I was named the superintendent of parks. And that's a job I've done with uh, this event. Uh, this building is 40 years in the parks system. And uh, looking forward to some quiet time here in a year or so. But uh, uh, born and raised in Parksburg, went to Notre Dame. Well, welcome both of you. I don't, is it just me cutting out or it was a little difficult to hear? Yeah, John Cooper, um, maybe, maybe you can turn in toward the microphone. We could hear it, John and Julie, fine. So I talk loud. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of off to the side there. I want to make sure we hear both of you. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just we'll jump right into this, um, and we'll let either one of you, 
you can throw it back and forth to each other, or if you've got the answer, just jump in. Describe the park duties of the city of Clarksburg, the board, really the, I guess, the board of parks and commissioners. What are your duties? Um, okay, I'll, I'll answer that one. Uh, well, let's start off. We're appointed by city council to serve six year terms. Um, and actually the, the job of the board of park commissioners is set policy for uh, the city parks in conjunction with our superintendent. We take a lot of advice from John. He's been here a long time. So everything that you see as far as programs and stuff like that has been talked about at our board meetings. We have a board meeting every month. Our board members, I'm the president, Kelly Davidson is the vice president. Then Jimmy Larry is a board member. Jimmy Williams is a board member and Billy Kerr is a board member. So, uh, you know, we, we talk about things at our board meeting and we form a consensus. We always try to be on the same track of everything that we try to do, but we rely on John for uh, a lot of our programs and how it should be. And most of the time we take his advice, sometimes we don't, but uh, that's really what the, a park board does uh, so you know it's uh, all volunteers so we don't get paid for anything so that's really about what we do well, well go ahead the board uh, through uh, the charter of the city of Clarksburg they're basically in charge of uh, the park system and so they set policy they make Locations of playgrounds, uh, to, to take loans, city gifts, those types of things. Uh, you know, it, it, it creates an autonomy between city and parks, and that was the intent back in 1960 when the charter was changed to uh, you know, kind of take the politics out of, out of the park So how many parks and playgrounds are operated by the park board? Well, we had this. We, had <laughs> we were adding them up. We got 2018, we have uh, 15 neighborhood parks and playgrounds, which is per capita probably more than any other city in the state of Illinois. We also have two major parks, Clarksburg City Park and the Veterans Park, Lewis Johnson Medical. And we also have the uh, Lounge Hill, Park, which is section of that is, is still owned by the, by the park board. John, I so just want to make sure if you could turn that the speaker just a little bit. I don't know if it's the, the computer or there we go. We'll try that and see if that helps. Go ahead, Brock. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, it's okay. And so, so your, your, uh, your office oversees all of those parks what what sort of staff do you have and, and how are you able to um maintain that many parks well we we've, we've got a great staff uh, you know all the way from our office staff our recreation coordinator our office manager uh, and then our maintenance staff so we have a maintenance coordinator who's in charge of all maintenance then we have a park manager at the veterans park to deal specifically with that park since it's so uh, large it's our largest part and then uh, you know our maintenance our laborers and heavy equipment operators uh, we have a staff of uh, i think it's 80 full-time maintenance people 
but in the summertime, our payroll grows to probably 150. We're probably one of the largest employers of, uh, of youth in, uh, in the area. Uh, you know, we hire 30 some lifeguards uh, in the 12 maintenance guys, any golf attendants, concession workers. It doesn't belong to uh, a pretty good size payroll with uh, and a lot of kids, which is good for them because most of them are working for tuition for college or books or car insurance. Or, and it teaches them a lot of them is their first job. So it, it gives them the experience of uh, entering into the working world and, and knowing what, uh, what life's about, so to speak. That's very true. I know I've, I've grown up with quite a few that will, they all have Clarksburg stories. I used to work the city of Clarksburg and it was all through a <laughs> seasonal programs, but you're right. It's a lot of times it's their first job. Well, it's getting bad now. I'm at the age where I'm starting to get the children of some of the kids. So I have <laughs> <laughs> the age. So that's really making my gray hair stand out here a little bit. So makes it, uh, makes it interesting. Yeah. Well, with all the parks, um, what different types of recreation? Well, that we provide or that it is uh, active at our parks. I mean, what's available? Yeah, what's available to the area? Well, uh, we have, you know, we kind of partner with uh, uh, the Pony League as far as baseball stuff like that, the Little League and the uh, soccer leagues. We have uh, four fields here, three fields here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, three fields here. And, uh, before COVID, we had uh, the daycare out at, uh, we used to have daycare at, at playground. playground for how many, four or five parks before we consolidated it. Uh, well, back in the day, we had everything for the park. Yeah. Staff in the summer. Then that, you know, dwindled down into that for the veterans park. We had a place day camp where we provide yeah. field trips. So, and you know, recreation comes in many forms. It, it, you know, it's not just the, the baseball and the soccer players. So it's the spectator sports. People like to come out and watch their kids or grandkids. Uh, to come and watch a concert, to come to classes, ride around the river, walk this one of our two trails that we have. Uh, so recreation is a broad term, and people enjoy that. In, Magnitude of Circle Lake, the golf course, fishing pools, people enjoy getting the kids to relax and recharge. Basically, makes for a healthier individual. That's great. Yeah, it's good to hear the dog parks, fishing parks, the trails. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people, even local, realize how much you offer. We, we, <laughs> it's a lot. We have yeah. a bunch. Veterans is the veteran park is, is our showcase. Uh, we have the Mayor's Fitness Trail, which is a mile and a half. Uh, we have the Flash Zone, uh, which is very popular uh, water park. Uh, the Amphitheater, which hosted some major talent. Uh, playground, Pickleball, which is a whole other subject. Yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> growing uh, sport right now, especially for the, for the older community. But a lot of young kids are taking on. Uh, we have the dog park, the baseball field, soccer field, uh, fishing pier, boat ramp, uh, mini golf course, 
NPR missing something, but what's going on? <laughs> lots, uh, lots yeah. for everybody for sure. I Well, real quick, I'm going to get a commercial um, break in there. The podcast is brought to you today by WVU Medicine, UHC, WVU, The State Journal, WesternUnionNews.com, and Interaction Media. And you mentioned, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was no, going to say, you, you mentioned pickleball. And uh, um, have you been converting tennis courts into pickleball courts? We have. We started off with eight, and we've just completed six more. So we have actually 14. Ball courts there at the Veterans Park, and then we're overlying those with the tennis court. And, you know, and we still have the two tennis courts here at City Park. I want to know if you and, and what's more. Okay, so I, I'm going to ask, what's what is pickleball? <laughs> uh, well, you can't say it, it's a combination of tennis and badminton. Badminton, what? Yeah, it's played with a paddle. Can go anywhere from a wooden paddle to a or graphite. Yeah, yeah. Non you know, you can put a lot of money. And you play with a ball that has holes in it, but you can't say it's a whipple ball. It has to be called a pickle ball. Okay. Two, two, you can play one on one, or you play two, a lot of doubles. Doubles, yeah. A lot of doubles. And uh, that's about my knowledge of the sport. Actually, I know. actually, we have more pickleball courts than anyone in our area. I, I know they have some pickleball courts up in uh, Morgantown, and I think they play pickleball at the bridge now, uh, indoors. And maybe you know, they utilize the parking lot maybe for pickleball or something. I'm, I, not, I'm sure. not sure about that. But, you know, we've had, uh, I think we started pickleball maybe four years ago. Yeah. Uh, I actually I was on vacation down in South Carolina and walking with a friend of mine and I kept hearing boom 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 and I said what is that he said well it's pickleball so we walked over and looked at it and then a few months later uh, a friend that I had uh, graduated high school with uh, Alan Moran and Rick Shaw approached us about having pickleball so you know and pickleball normally, like John said, be played by the younger crowd or the older. It's mainly for elderly people. Mainly, I mean, fifty year plus and stuff. Which you two have a long way to go, maybe before you get there. <laughs> no. Right <laughs> um, so you know, it gives a. We also have to at the park where we try to uh, have recreation for everybody. That's seventy year old, seventy five. That's two year old, and so. This is geared to the older crowd, but anybody's welcome to play. I think they play Monday, Wednesdays, or they play. They play a lot. Yeah, uh, at, at know, the VA where the tennis courts are. And they're are. organized. They're, you know, they have a pickleball associations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of people play. Very important. And actually, Angela Oliverio now is the pickleball ambassador, and we're working on. Uh, some new things for pickleball. If we, if the funding becomes available, uh, you may see a whole different look to our pickleball courts. But uh, until that happens, we try to provide the best we can. And I think we've done a pretty good job. 
Well, I'm going to have to get out and try it then. I'm just going to, um, I just got a, a message. 50. <laughs> yeah, I'm 50 plus. So <laughs> I'm in that range. So if, um, and I know we're supposed to do the social distance, but if I could just have you two scoot a little bit closer together, we're still losing the, there you go. And I'll see if that helps with the speaker. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. I don't know why you're the only one cutting out, but I, just, yeah. <laughs> maybe rotate the computer a little bit to to get the uh, the speaker in there. We really don't want to miss it. So what what age ranges are you seeing? Is it still a nice mixture? I know we just talked about the fifty plus category, but <laughs> it started off as older, but it, it seems like in, in the talking with Angel and the other players, it seems like they are becoming younger as it goes. We Actually, there's uh, I guess one certified pickleball instructor in the state of West Virginia. We had a Zoom meeting with her last week, and we're going to set up some clinics uh, here in Clarksburg for next year uh, to do uh, to do a rank. We're going to do it by by skill level, beginner, intermediate, advanced, and so look for that probably April of next year. Uh, we'll be advertising for those clinics to. What about the other recreational? I mean, you see a nice range of ages through everything. Um, I mean, I see kind of a nice range of walkers. Soccer, I think, starts at five, six, four, U4, I think, and then goes all the way up to high school. Uh, baseball starts with T-ball and moves up. Uh, so we get a wide range there. Uh, a lot of, you know, splash zone, especially in some family atmospheres. Range there. Any golf can be played by any group. So we get a lot of families utilize the sports. Are your numbers of participants in those organized sports leagues, the children's leagues, back up to where they were before the pandemic, or are you still I think uh, having people afraid to come out? Uh, this year, I know it's flash zone. We were about uh, 9,000 people below our 2019. So I think a lot of people, we did start out with social distancing and, and occupancy levels and slowly got out of those uh, mid-summer. Uh, but people just naturally, I think, have a little hesitancy to, uh, you know, to get out. Of but it is outdoors and we, uh, we did the best we could as far as disinfecting and social distancing, things like that. So. We had really no reported outbreaks in any of our facilities, which is. Brock, you asked about numbers. Uh, numbers for baseball in the Pony League have, have been, have stayed about the same. I've been involved, uh, I've done a little bit of coaching in that, or I keep the buck. As my son says, you're not a coach, you just keep the buck. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but the numbers have been pretty consistent. And I, I believe the numbers for Little League, which uh, all Little League is out of the VA, and and their numbers have been down some. And so uh, I'm really not sure what what they were this past year. Uh, fall ball was just finished up, I believe, hadn't it, John? Last week, yeah, fall last ball week. for Pony League had just finished up. So um, I think the numbers, are, you asked about the numbers, I think they've stayed pretty consistent, although COVID did hurt some. I know my son's playing um, 
he's in Mountaineer Youth Football, and, and so several of the games have been canceled because teams would have children who were uh, um, testing positive, and, and so obviously we've had to have makeup games and things like that. I'm sure you guys are dealing with similar situations, although maybe on a smaller scale. Um, what do you think that um, uh, the next year looks like in terms of recreation? What do you guys have planned, and, and what sort of uh, programs are you looking to try to implement? Well, I think with, with the you know the boosters becoming available and the inoculations for the children, uh, that just really you know gave everybody a little better feeling about getting out and enjoying some of our activities. Uh, we're already looking at uh, openings for the amphitheater. Uh, we made a couple of offers to the national considering that plan. We uh, just we just had uh, last. Saturday, a trunk or treat at the amphitheater had over 2,000. 12,000. 1,200. No, we had 2,000. Yeah, we have 2,000, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were like, and we, knowing to them, we actually built in a little exercise for them. We had a line up along the walkway going down from the amphitheater uh, towards the mini golf, towards the pools. But they were, the people that got there late were standing by the pool and had to walk about a quarter of a mile to the top of the amp. So we built in some exercise. And we had uh, <laughs> 31 vendors from uh, local businesses set up uh, tables and trunks and uh, passed out candy. And uh, it was a tremendous event. We want to thank everybody involved with that. But, uh, you know, we're working on our, our programming for next year, uh, trying to do a little bit more splash zone. Uh, towards the end of last year, we did some water aerobics and that was very, excuse me, very successful as well as swimming lessons. So we hope to build build on that as well. You just did a, um, a little thank you to all those involved. Who all is involved? Who are some of the organizations that you partner with or work with? Uh, I know we'd love to have you as a partner with Healthy Harrison and Healthy Clarksburg and the whole county uses a, a lot of your parks. So yeah, it's a long list of, of people we've worked with over the years. The, the major health organizations, Cancer Society, the Heart Association, the Alzheimer's uh, group, the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts. Uh, Anybody and everybody you partner with, sounds like. Just about, <laughs> just about everybody. And we rarely, you know, decline anybody. We just had a walk for water for Haiti walk uh, last week. Uh, we, we've gotten a lot of those, uh, especially at the VA trail where they'll have the, uh, the five k's and things there because it could be condensed the location and uh, we've uh, you know the, the the people that were involved in uh, last saturday's event we had casa city council fire department police departments uh, burger king and i know i'm gonna miss people but <laughs> There was a bunch here. It was a really good turnout. There was no parking left. There was they were parked along along the road. I, I came a little late. I couldn't even get in. So I didn't. That's why you didn't <laughs> stay. That's why that's why that's right. Well, Gary each week seems when he's on, he has his little takeaways and tidbits. And I know we didn't start with one, but I think it would just be a big push. Um, everyone get out and use your local parks. You know, just hearing how many are here and what's available and it's just a nice reminder so that's going to be my tidbit for today get out and use your local park 
I tell you, I, I love, uh, you mentioned that the, the, the mayor's trail there at the VA park is a mile and a half. And I, I used to try to run. And my problem was uh, finding horses that were long enough. Because if I had to run by my car too many times, I'd just get in my car and drive away. Uh, so it's nice to have a, 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 you know, a trail that's a little bit longer and isn't boring. And, and you know, you can, you can have a little bit of extended exercise without constantly being tempted to stop. So I and uh, I like to take the dogs there and then always come across other people with friendly dogs. And so it's, you guys do a great job of maintaining that trail. So I, I really, I enjoy using, utilizing that. Um, Amy, what, what, what parks are, um, do you like to go to? I love the VA, always have. I think since I was little, uh, I have memories of the, the VA park and a lot of activities. Um, actually was married at the VA park. So there's a lot of... <laughs> A lot of memories well, there. It was great. And I've, I've been to a couple of shows at the amphitheater. You mentioned some of the, the major projects you, you fellows have worked on. And obviously the amphitheater is a, it's a beautiful facility for those who haven't been there. And I'm looking forward to you guys booking more acts. Uh, um, obviously you have the Riverbend mini golf and amusement building there. The, the splash zone, as you've mentioned a couple of times, is a, is a tremendous pool for the, for the kids. Um, you haven't talked as much about, uh, you know, you guys had the Frank Loria Field Artificial Turf Project, and I know, obviously, the flooding um, caused some damage there, but you guys responded very quickly and, and got that put back in order. Um, it's such a shame, you know, after all the hard work to get that field put in place. Um, but you also have the indoor practice facility. So why don't you talk about some of the things that are going on there at the, uh, you know, Clarksburg City Park and, and the major improvements that you've overseen in the last few years? Um, well, I'll talk about Lori, talk about the indoor. Okay, the, the indoor building was uh, an idea of, uh, I'll say, John Romano from the Pony League. That's where John ran the Pony League, and I think he stepped out last year. But uh, I suppose it's been in four years now. This is the fourth year. But when it started, you know, we uh, had the National Guard come in. They moved some dirt, so, you know, we wouldn't have to pay for that. And then there was a lot of volunteer work. Uh, a man by the name of Larry Snyder from Weston was instrumental in getting that building built. Uh, I can remember coming out here in the hot sun and seeing himself laying the blocks for the foundation of that pony building. And so uh, the money was raised uh, by John Romano and the Pony League with a lot of help from a lot of people. And I, I wouldn't want to mention any donors for fear that I left somebody out, but there was a lot of, a lot of the businesses stepped up and uh, provided that. Um, it, it's, uh, it is what it is. It's not the bridge, but um, it's a little like a little walking bridge, maybe if you compare it to the bridge, but it, it's, it's had a lot of use in the winter time. You can practice baseball, you can practice soccer. We have two uh, uh, nets set up for uh, batting practice that you can use. And so it's utilized quite a bit. Um, and, and so that's how all that came about. So the thanks goes out to a few people, Larry Snyder, John Romano, and a whole lot of other people. I have a friend that told me he's playing in an adult soccer league there inside the, the practice facility. And I, I didn't have any idea that you guys were running adult recreational leagues. Yeah, uh, we Back in the early turn of the century, we played football and football, 
basketball winter, baseball in the spring, and now that kind of kids are kind of getting more specific, sports specific. So they play, so they play baseball 12 months out of the year. So uh, this field avoid, uh, you know, the weather that we live in, uh, you know, you're not able to get outside in December baseball. So uh, the, the indoor buildings used by everybody from Salem University to, to youth girls softball. So it's, uh, you know, it's a wide spectrum of people that, that utilize the building. Florida Fields, uh, widely used. Um, the, the home field for Salem and uh, Notre Dame High School is one of the school leagues. Uh, older chick 14 and up teams. Um, we also have games for, for Parsons and Parsons and Legion. Then on weekends, we usually host uh, travel games. They play usually five games on Friday. You have 15 games probably. So the advantage of the artificial turf is that you don't really, you're not going to get rained out. Uh, the only time a game stops is if it is lightning or you know, something else that is possible. So that's the advantage to that. The field's holding up. Uh, Holding up well, and then thanks to those who opted partially uh, for their help in uh, turf taking up and the field put down. What about rail connectivity, rail trails? Uh, we don't have a whole bunch of involvement in that right now. We do have a spur from the Veterans Park to the, I think it's called the uh, Walk Through Trail, maybe. Uh, I know the county in that. And so we usually work with them uh, to make those connections. Uh, so, you know, I know they were trying to come from, I, I believe it's Jim Lou up. I don't know how far up they've, they've gotten there. But we do have a lot of people at the, uh, the Veterans Park is considered the trail hub so they can access it there uh, at the park and ride, I believe, south towards the uh, which is great. I mean, it's part of the Western tourism, really promoting our trails, whether they're just city park trails or they're the rail trails connectivity countywide, statewide. It's it's something that we have to offer, which is amazing. So I don't know if either one of you have anything else you want to add. Um, that half an hour went really quick. Well, I knew we would have a lot to talk about. You know? so, John, I thought I've got three hours of stuff to talk about. You could go on and on. You know, we're 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 both very proud of our park system. Uh, our employees take pride in our park system, and we we hope that our residents and visitors from uh, from all over you know the country uh, splash zone. Uh, maybe just to point out, we we get visitors from uh, from Elgin to Morgantown, uh, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. And I believe there were some people from. Uh, Missouri, uh, just we try to go around and talk to people and see. But they come to the area, and that's one of the things uh, they like to do. And same thing with the concerts. We've had people from all over the East Coast come to see a specific band because uh, I think we had newsboy last summer. Somebody drove from New York because this was the closest place they could uh, come and see them live. Mm -hmm. So, so that's feeling it. I need in the area, and you know, it's something that the park board and, and all of us are just happy to, to 
to provide to the, to the residents of Hartsburg? Well, you know, you guys are so involved, it probably seems crazy that, that people don't know what's available. But, uh, you know, I, I know, through Healthy Harrison, when we talk with people, so often people do seem to be un, unaware of, of what a vast system of parks that we have and all the programs. So uh, if people are interested in learning more and getting involved in the programs that you have, either themselves or getting their kids more involved, um, where can they go to find that information? Uh, probably easiest is our website, cityparksofclarksburg.com. And there's links in there to all of our facilities and, and uh, programs. And then, you know, also an email link if they have any questions. Uh, we'll be more than happy. We'll shoot them an answer to any question they may have. So, city of, city of, city parks of Clarksburg.com. Okay. And then you have a Facebook page for that as well? Yes, we do. And the amphitheater has a Facebook page. Okay, great. Um, well, thank you so much for, for joining us today and talking about um, all of the, uh, the many things that the Clarksburg City Parks has to offer, and we appreciate your time. Yes. Thank you. John Cooper, John and Julie, thank you both. Um, thank you, Brock. We want to thank everyone for joining us today for the Healthy Harrison podcast. It is our goal to change your state of mind and ultimately change the state of health here in West Virginia. If you want more help right now, you can visit thehealthyharrison.org or visit the Healthy Harrison Facebook page and give us a like. You'll find lots of support and you can stream past episodes of our podcast on the Facebook page. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, Western University, The State Journal, West Virginia, WVUnews.com, and Interaction Media. So on behalf of Healthy Harrison, Brock and I want to thank you both for joining us today. And next week, I think it's going to be Brock and Gary back with Christy Good. So happy Halloween, everyone. Have a great weekend. And thank you both for joining us again today. You're welcome. Thanks so much.